Jesus. What? Haiti, you have to believe in your dreams, wise one. You are the chosen one. You are the champ, wise one. Good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. I hope you all had a very, very wonderful week, and everyone is as blessed as we can be. Now, I know last week was a little bit heavy with the passing of, well, no, not a little, a lot heavy, with the passing of John Singleton and... Fitzroy Gordon and Miam Nipsey and Tech Nine and all these impactful people we've had to say goodbye to, unfortunately, before time. So it was just definitely a time of reflection, but I'm happy that everyone is tuning in this week. Now, if you haven't heard that clip yet, it is um, this gentleman that was on 92, what was he on? I think DJ Head or something like that, but he... I don't know. I heard it. I've watched it over like 50 times and I'm like, yo, this is hilarious. But at the same time, yo, dude is on point. (laughs) So, hey, it is what it is. He is going viral and I guess everyone's catching the viral virus. So (laughs) that is that. Now, uh, Monday, every first Monday in May, we know that we have the Met Gala. And yes, um, Congratulations to them to earning or raising a record-breaking amount of $50 million this year. Um, My biggest concern was just, where does this money go once they raise it? What do you need all these millions for? (laughs) Well, as we should know, it goes to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I guess it goes to helping keeping the lights on, exhibitions, events, etc. Now, <clears throat> in terms of the, uh, they had a bit of rules this year that I never really found this year. I don't know how much they adhered to those rules, but I know that I definitely saw that, um, for one, you weren't allowed to have your publicist come. Number two, there was a no cell phones rule, but obviously that was a lie because, there are so many celebrities I've seen um, taking videos and stuff, which I'm not mad at because obviously I want to see what's happening. So I'm not sure how hardcore that rule was. And another rule this year was no underage guests. So before, you know, they've let Willow and Jaden come, I guess I'm assuming the age that they're saying is underage is 21 because it's the States, but I'm from Canada, so I might say 18, so I'm not sure specifically what that age is. Nevertheless, um, Billy Border literally flew in in gold wings, just so bomb. Like, you just, like, killing it every time, every single time. Um, Lady Gaga, I think she had, like, what, three, four outfits? She started off in this huge pink contraption it was out and then it transformed into something else and transformed into something else yeah yeah great okay um Celine Dion looked fucking amazing and shout outs to her love Celine Dion and Zendaya and and um Celine Dion Zendaya you looked great too nice um 
Disney characters. Luxury Law dressed both Zendaya and Celine Dion. So I thought that was dope. I love Jared Leto's concept because the concept this year, my apologies, was camp and not camp, practical camp, like what we're thinking of, but camp, like notes of camp in fashion where you are known to be extraordinary and, and all of that extraness, which is Hollywood. So that should work, right? And they came to slay. J-Lo, um, everyone that was dressed by Dapper Dan, love Cardi B. She said her outfit um, represented some feminism. I loved, like, I don't want to say it, but I literally loved majority of the outfits because I felt like it wasn't, like, it was so, it wasn't easy, but, I mean, you could have even fucked up and we wouldn't have known because you could just be like, it's comp, darling. So... <laughs> So yeah, and it was dope to see. I I don't know if I should care about the Met Gala though. Like, that's good that they're doing that for New York and we get to see the fashion outfits, but uh, why, like, what does that do for me on a daily bas basis? Not sure. So yeah, that is that. But we choose not to waste time with negativity and Everyone did their best that they could, I'm assuming, and they slayed. Uh, Connie wore a $40 jacket. Don't, like, who cares what the price of your clothes is? I think it's the, lo the look, right? And I guess who made it or whatever the case is. But he wanted to do something nice for Kim, and he wanted to make sure that she was the star, and she shone, and she's amazing because I love Kim, and she's my wife, and she's everything. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, into more pressing news. I'm not sure if you have heard, but Jim Cummings, he's 66 year old man, and he um, is having quite a disgusting um, split with his wife right now. And um, I believe his wife is the one that originally filed for the divorce because she felt like she was being a he was abusing alcohol, marijuana, Adderall. She also also accused her um, soon-to-be ex-husband of rape and animal abuse. And man, man, if you don't know who Jim Cummings is yet, it is probably someone that you never even thought to know his name, but now it matters, which is he was Winnie the Pooh's voice. And it's crazy because it's like, one, I don't obviously like to pry into such personal business, but at the same time as well, it's the fact that you are such a pillar in so many children's lives. Well, maybe the character that you voiced, that you voiced, but I mean, alcohol, marijuana, Adderall, dude, like, I don't know what's popping with that. Why are you, why is your wife feeling the need to say that you raped her or things of that nature it's just it's extravagant and it's really hard for me to see when couples um revert to having to be so my to having to be so like harsh on each other um my apologies though let me clarify that the couple has actually been divorced since 2011 but she's claiming that since then like in 2013 and other moments he would be like oh um 
am I allowed to like touch mommy's breasts um, since he paid for them and things like that. But at the same time, like he's saying, he's saying that Stephanie Cummings, which is his ex-wife, um, she's threatened him numerous times to um, destroy his career and, you know, just not help him in a positive way. And she's on the other side saying, hey, um, you are nasty and disgusting. I don't want you near me. And every time I ask you for alimony or child support, I don't want to have to, like, let you touch me or perform for you in any sort of way, which is completely understandable and it's quite disrespectful. And the fact that she's referring to him as the junior Harvey Weinstein, wow, what a statement. That is not something that I would... Um, be calling people or saying lightly so she must know um it's sad because you watch divorces like jeff bezos or other i'm not saying winnie the pooh is high up but you know in a certain realm and on they to me it was smooth it was just seamless it like they announced it hey guys don't even worry about it we're doing these things for the right reason and that's that and I admire that and I feel like everyone should it's hard when you're starting to get the government involved in your marriage and things just continuously happen when you're trying to split that marriage or dissolve that marriage and I wish people could just be more mature because I feel like watching these divorce stories in Hollywood it's like showing how immature adults can be like I don't know I feel like not calling it on myself. No, I'm not married. But, like, I would want a clean, first of all, I don't believe in divorce. But I would want a clean divorce. Like, I want it smooth. Like, okay, you're fighting me for the fucking um, house. Take it, fam. Like, more than likely, I can buy another one for myself. It doesn't matter. And it just showcases um, just having your own independence and being knowing how to ex how to still be yourself and exist within a marriage together or not those things are very important and um i wish these two would just not waste time with negativity clearly you guys don't want to be together and you should just find another route of like getting certain things because obviously you can't if you're really accusing your ex-husband of all of this like you can't you can't continue life like that. Like, that is crazy, you know? If he's demanding sex for you in exchange for meetings and all these things, that you don't, maybe you need to have someone else do these pickups or whatever Hollywood people have access to. But that was just absolutely, like, insane. <laughs> messy, messy, messy. But moving on, and I hope these two continue to eat fruit and mind their business. Kim Kardashian has helped over, or I think about 17 inmates get released in the past 90 days. Those are the headlines. The reality of it, which I want to clarify with people, is that Kim, Kim and her legal team helped 17 prisoners gain freedom over the last three months or so. Um, each of them has served like years of life sentences without parole or low-level drug offenses, whatever 
I guess the law out there determines that it is. Um, but it is all a part of this 90 Days to Freedom campaign that was launched by Kim's lawyer, okay, Brittany K. Barnett. Um, it's in partnership with a lawyer, uh, Mian, Mi Angel or My Angel, Cody, of the Decarceration Collective, okay? So I need people to understand it's not necessarily Kim, but she is the face of this, I guess you could say. So the campaign puts the First Step Act signed by President Trump last year, if you recall Kim fighting for that act, to work for prisoners who received severe or yeah, severe sentences. Um, but Kim has been the one paying the bill for this initiative, I'm assuming 100%. And that makes sense because like, if the lawyer or office said, okay, we have this, or it's pro bono, whatever the case is, if you, you, sometimes you can partner and do things like that so that they, the law, the law company itself doesn't have to foot the bill, but like this works hand in hand because Kim's getting to, I guess, get a better perspective and she can put things on her lawyer resume to say, hey, I was a part of this, which looks great. And, I don't know, a part of me, as the Kardashians, I'm always going to find like there is a ulterior motive, but also a part of me, I really rate this from Kim, and yes, she's white and she's releasing only black people and all the things that we can say, but at the end of the day, people are being freed from the bin that don't deserve to be there. Um, to be honest, it's not even like I really believe in the jailing system. Like, that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. But there are, are alternatives. And I really appreciate the fact that, hey, she's getting her legally blonde on and she is helping the community. Not her community, but she's helping the community. Um, I was really, I was really, really happy to see. Um, on a recent episode, I believe, of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I don't know if you guys recall um, when Kim had Alice Johnson freed, and um, it was so beautiful to watch when that lady, she served 20 years for some low-level drug crime. And, you know, we grew up where we grew up. I can't speak for the rest of you, but sometimes people just don't have a choice. It's not like you're just trying to be bad or trying to do something bad but sometimes you just don't have certain choices or you don't know that you have certain options because your community people around in your community have not educated you to that um so it was really beautiful to see that kim had invited alice johnson i believe it was her mother and her grandmother over for dinner it took place at kendall's house because i believe at the time of filming um this is when like those Calabasas wildfires were going on. But um, just sharing, seeing Alice, yeah, it's weird. I'm seeing this, someone that looks like my auntie sitting with Kim. But um, it was really, it was really powerful. I don't think they realized just to see, you know, Kim was able to finally talk with her and ask questions. Of course, you have questions like, how does it feel to have served 20 years of your life for something that is just so ridiculous and like now coming out like what do you do after 20 years you know and um 
Chris Jenner was just in tears and I felt the tears coming too because it's just like if you really sit down and think about it, it's a really hard thing to fathom. And then for people to actually have to live through that and the amount of people that have gone to jail and prison for these low-level petty crimes or crimes they haven't committed or things that have could simply been dealt with through courses or education of just simply knowing to do better um, and losing so many prime years of their life. Um, I think of like stories like Pressa's story, Pressa, the artist from Toronto, and love his music, but I recall watching, um, I recall watching a interview with him that he did on Vlad, and I just felt so sad deep down inside for him, like, fam, your, your life is in disarray to some degree, and it's like, your father has been in prison majority or all your life and the only time your dad came out of prison was when you were in prison and then when you came out he went like god damn like and there's so many too many stories along those lines and there's so many ways and so many it's just we want families to be together and putting people into private institutions to work for fractions of a cent just to build these other people's empires it's not it's not it's not what prison is supposed to be and if you look at the history of that you will know if you watch things like the 13th and things like that you will know so back to kim i just regardless of all the labels and all the things and all the gossips you can say I really appreciate that this is being done because a lot of people have a lot of bark but no bite and they're sitting here. At least Kim is doing what she can do and she's using some of her money to do what she can do and God only knows why this situation is spoken to her deep down but I'm just praying for her to just keep being blessed to letting out these people because when you really actually look into the list of people that have been released this thus far it's just like literally i feel the tears building up because people deserve yes there are certain crimes like if you rape a child not nah, bro you should never see the light of day if you i'm not god but certain things no 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 but this like come on little dime bags of weed and things like that when weed is getting legalized because the government found a way to monetize off of it mm. but you know eat fruit and mind your business and if there if you feel that strongly about what kim is doing and it's not the kardashians or what she's trying to help get done with her legal team then find a way to go in your community maybe volunteer at a prison or find programs that you can assist with and help people to just stay on the right track and maybe then you can maybe have more to offer than just judging kim kardashian um i myself i've volunteered at like homeless shelters and for men and things like that and you just you just learned a lot and i'm already a humble person but it's even more just of i feel like yeah these are all the things that just contribute to making 
me the way I am now. And I'm just so humbled. I remember talking to some gentlemen there like, yo, they're like going through a divorce and they didn't have enough to pay rent. They have a job. They didn't have enough to get a house phone. So, hey, this is where they're staying until they have to go to work in the morning. That's fucking crazy. This is the first world. Like, everyone should have a roof of some sort over their head. We don't, we don't, there's seasons that can literally make you die out here if you're stuck outside. And it's not a joke, you know? So those are definitely issues that need to be looked into. And, you know, volunteer and get involved. That's the most and the best I could say. Um, it's always different when you're seeing it from one perspective. And it is different. I mean, that's what happened to me with this whole red table talk with Jada. First of all, all I see on social media was Aisha Curry and people just trying to drag her to filth. So I even started watching some of the clips like, and no, that's not fair. And people need to stop just looking at these little Instagram clips and actually watch what is happening and get your own perspective and own opinion because it's very easy to drag someone to filth when you don't know all the facts. Number one, I'd like to start with. First of all, the Red Table Top wasn't just Aisha Curry. It was actually like this cute ambiance and it was actually the first ladies of the Curry family, which was beautiful because it had Steph Curry's mother, her daughter, um, I believe her son's now fiance, congratulations to them, and of course it had Aisha Curry, and then it had like Willow and Jada's mom, etc. Okay, so that gives you, boom, one dynamic on the situation of what was happening at red table talk okay and it was beautiful you can tell that clearly the ladies have love for each other and their family whether they're married in or born in which i feel like that's how you know family should be if you're really together then you know everyone should get along to a certain degree and especially in their case dating all men like in the nba and having to be on the road you do need a great support system to fall on so that is really dope to see um yeah so they discussed it was a very powerful conversation and they discussed on so many things that i felt like yes these are the conversations we need to be hearing much like much like our podcast at downtown where i take the time on a weekly basis to just say hey these are some conversations we need to hear and talk about and this is what it is so um First of all, um, they Jada dived into just having your own wants and needs as a wife and just learning that balance when it comes to being a wife, being a mom, and being still yourself all in one and not feeling guilty for maybe giving the other less time than one. So, for example... Um, well, obviously, they hinted on Aisha, which was, like, completely the wrong. Like, I'm watching it now, and I'm like, these clips are not, these clips are nothing like what the interview, like, put, just put context to your shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, she was talking about the fact of, you know, being a mom, and she just wants to, 
she still wants to be able to be a strong woman and having that independence and being able to put something on the table and not just having Steph be the one having to put something on the table. And that is a complaint, not a complaint, but an issue for a lot of women where they're they're stuck in these marriages and they've gotten so complacent and it's like now they have just turned into this person far away from what they knew prior to being married and just seeing a bunch of grown black women discuss this and giving you some perspective to say hey it's possible i nobody is able to perfect this right and even with myself i am not married but finding a balance in life for all the things that i want to accomplish i still working a full-time job while still full-time running downtown while doing everything else in life that is required and not having people feel like there is a lack. I'm so grateful for the friends that I have where, you know, there are times they'll have to just, hey girl, you haven't checked in in a while, still love you, but you need to show your face so that we know you're alive. And I'm so blessed for that. And just, you know, just continuing to have, it's hard, like how do you find balance? How do you find balance? It's easier, I guess, with money. You can pay certain things to help you out. But how do you find balance? And I I love to write. I love to, I'm a very visual learner. So I love to write things down and make a ton of lists. So knowing myself, I would make a list to say, okay, what are some things I want to get done? What are some things I want to improve in my relationship? What are some things that I want to do with the kids? And then make like a Venn diagram and so forth. There's an idea, but it does not have to be done that way. They also dove into just finding your internal space of confidence. Now, yes, everyone saw that clip of Aisha talking about well, basically, Jada asked, but I want people to know that Jada asked the full table. Aisha was one of the people that answered that question, but everyone at the table had an answer. And Jada did ask, like, how do you deal with the groupies in your man's life? Now, I'm never dated an NBA player, so I can't speak too much to that. But in terms of how these women answered, it showed a lot of people, hopefully, that, hey, just because we're in this position doesn't mean everything is 100% and we're all happy all the time. Like, just because we're in this position doesn't mean shit doesn't still go down. And that's what was explained, you know? For example, the mother, she discussed, Steph Curry's mother discussed, like, just being married in her marriage and... um being married and still being able to have that fire with her husband and the fact of being having an acknowledgement and overstanding that yes my sons and my kids are married to other people but i don't i don't want to get involved i don't want to take on any other marriages because i have my own marriage to focus on and when you get involved in people's marriages is when the pot really starts to stir and i respected that Another lady at the table discussed the fact that she likes to deal with situations head on and she likes to say, hey, that's not cool. You're making me feel this way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, of course, we had Aisha explain that, yeah, she'll be at the stadium or certain places and these women will just openly just come and be flirting with 
Steven and just knowing <laughs> how to press certain buttons and he's him being a nice guy and she'll just step in as a grown woman and be like, hey, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> and I don't blame her. You know what I mean? Because in a lot of experiences, these men, like, I don't know if they're stupid or dumb. Oh, forgive me for saying that. I don't know what's wrong with them, but it's like you should know better because if that were me, you wouldn't want me doing that, but here you are doing that, and you're putting me in a position. Like, men just, uh, they make my head hurt. So I get what Aisha was saying, you know, and the fact that everyone, male, female, LGBTQ, everyone wants to feel wanted. Everyone. I don't care what you say. Everyone wants to feel wanted. So if people are trying to drag her for maybe having a lack of weird, lack of words to explain what she was trying to say in terms of getting zero male attention, well, then you're stupid. Aisha Curry, I totally get what she was saying in, this, in the sense of you see all these people wanting your partner and everybody wants them. Nobody ever tries to talk to you. You want to feel that love and that lust. Not that you want to step out, but it helps some people to feel more confidence or helps to boost their confidence to say, yes, I'm still wanting, right? And I was very happy to see Jada kind of step in because she could tell that this was actually a real issue for Aisha in terms, when I say a real issue, that's something that you could tell she is actually having a vulnerable moment and being honest about, which I was happy for, which is the point of Red Table Talk, Okay, and she shared the fact that, hey, no matter if your man tells you or not, he knows the people that want you and you are always wanted. And I look at it like Aisha Curry, you are, s I would never think she would think that. She's beautiful, she's well poised, she can cook, she's a great mother, you know, she's from Toronto. But we are all women at the end of the day, and these things still affect us no matter, no, regardless of what level you are at. Beyonce, Jay-Z, never thought we would have seen that, but it happened, and you know why? Because they're human as well, and people go through things, and I was just, it's like people complain about all these things when celebrities talk about it and have these moments of vulnerability, but, yo, they're human too. Like, what do you want them to say? nevertheless that's what happened and it happens and men like to feel wanted too and they redirect that in stupid ways like cheating and all of that because i don't get it at home or whatever excuses they come up with well people call them nigga excuses so <laughs> there's that um <sighs> aisha and the table they also discussed anxiety which is huge, and how people deal with their anxiety. And I love the way how everyone else discussed their anxiety, and I'll dig into that a bit deeper. Um, I personally am not a huge advocate for medication. I feel like there's always some sort of a natural way to just kind of solve what you got going on. Or, you know, where medication is more like a band-aid for like a temporary fix. It's not really dealing with the issue and you're letting these drugs in your system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
and I can speak on this because I've been in this position, still going through certain parts of this position. So I know what anxiety medication, how it made me feel and how, what it can do to you. And taking that, I'm like, this isn't right. Like, and my, my, my consciousness knew that this isn't, this isn't right. And my doctor was completely against me saying, no, I'm not taking this. I'm going to eat blueberries because it's scientifically shown to help with levels of depression and these different types of methods to get myself going again and not falling into this trap of being a government druggie. Not saying that's what Aisha Curry is, but I'm speaking on a more macro level. Um, but hey, some people do take the medication and I guess it helps them and... But these are conversations that need to be had, you know? And just the fact that I love that Willow shared that she could feel the adrenaline and she would just start doing push-ups right away. And the thing that I will say most about anxiety for now, because it is definitely something that I will be digging deeper into in the future, what I will say is that the most important thing about anxiety is listening and being aware of your body. Like what she, Willow said, she could feel the adrenaline, she could feel the moment, knew it's time to crush, crush some push-ups. Um, Jada also shared her anxiety. So she knew to call her son because she knows he's calm, cool, and collected and will help her to He'll be a rock and help her to feel grounded. Um, listening to your body. If you are someone that has gone through anxiety, you know when you're not responsible with it, you're not acknowledging and hearing your body say, hey, these are the triggers, or I'm starting to feel these heart palpitations, or you have to listen to your body, control your breathing, talk to someone, and just find ways to deal with it. But I would love if you made medication your last. And I'll say that. <laughs> um, things that I didn't like that Aisha Curry said. I have a huge, 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 huge pet peeve of like people being like, oh, you're from Canada. Like nobody ever says, oh, you're from America. No, we say you're from New York. Oh, you're from Miami or you're from here. But for whatever reason, the people that don't live in Toronto or Montreal or like the major hubs, they're always like Canada. And watching this interview show me Aisha Curry really is a states person because she was discussing like when she moved um, from Toronto, which is where you're from, girl. But she was like, yeah, she moved from Canada and she never dealt with racism until moving to the States. Pardon me. <laughs> Fine. Everyone has their own story. And yes, that might be the truth that she, because of how maybe she had life growing up here in Toronto, she personally has not dealt with racism in Toronto. But I am tired of that narrative being spread, especially with states people, because it's the dominant media outlet that Canada does not experience racism, okay? Because that is a lie. I will literally 
do a segment one day on all the racism and racist situations that are still happening today here in Toronto that even myself have experienced. I worked at an immigration law firm, okay? An immigration law firm experiencing racism day in, day out, hour after hour, minute after minute, and that's supposed to be a law firm dedicated to helping immigrants, okay? So I don't know where that narrative come from because maybe it's not shown, we don't have the history of like whip la whipping and lashing people, but the racism does exist. I would say it's more systemic, it's more corporate, it's more a lack of knowledge, and it's not as physical as in the States, but trust and believe, it happens, okay? And my family has experienced, every person that I know have experienced it here in Toronto, so maybe, I don't know, Aisha Curry, did you come from Post Road? Did you come from like one of those places where you're not experiencing it because you're maybe in a bubble? I don't know, but don't create that narrative. Stop creating that narrative and speak for the voices that aren't heard, okay? At least if you're going to say you haven't had to deal with it until a certain juncture in your life, say, but you know friends that have. That is where my issue lies. Um, as well, I just, I'm going to eat fruit and mind my business, but I do want to let that, and I don't want people to waste time with negativity. And I'm happy those ladies did not waste time with negativity, and they shared what they shared because they didn't have to share that with us. And I really, I'm a fan, a huge fan of this Red Table Talks because these, this is what we need to see. When have you been able to watch TV with black women from three gener three different generations discuss these crucial topics, you know? And communication is very, very important. And I really wish that Joe Budden and Sin Santana do that, okay? And I feel it's safe to say that because um, they both kind of made it clear that they haven't been speaking for quite some time. Yes, they have a child together. I'm assuming they just discussed the child and that is that. And if you haven't heard by now um, what it sounds like from the most recent episode of the Joe Budden podcast is that Joe Budden and Sin Santana have broken up. And I haven't cared for either. Um, well, no. Because I can't lie, act like I wasn't pumping it up back in the day. But I haven't cared for either. But together, I felt like they were really a force to start being reckoned with. And I definitely feel and feel like I saw through social media, along with people that actually know Joe Budden and Sin, say that, hey, this girl brings out, this lady, sorry, brings out a different side in you. And I just very happy for you and continuing to see that side of Joe Budden and just through watching Love and Hip Hop New York just them discussing their different issues and I recall Joe Budden discussing one episode about like his fear of just parenting and wanting to be a part of Lex's life and being in a partnership and being doing it together as opposed to how things went with his first baby mother with his son Trey and uh, this is a very touchy subject, but I just, like, 
and then Sin just talking about her fears. And I just really, this is not a couple that I want to see end it. This is not a couple. I don't want them being like the Cummings, Jim and Stephanie. And, you know, I want everyone to be happy. But I really feel like Joe Budden and Sin Santana, I do get a soulmate vibe off of them. And people can say all they want. Um, they've met each other at this point in life and they are working harmoniously and beautiful together and I don't feel especially when you have children you should try everything to just make that work and seeing sin I don't know there's rumors spilling out in the media that it's the breakup is centered kind of around um an Instagram star and whatever other gossip people are trying to dig up not my business. Eat fruit, mind your business. What I do care about is the fact that they look beautiful together. I love the energy they would bring um, together. They beautiful, beautiful, beautiful couple. I feel like Sin definitely made Joe shine more and look better, if you know what I mean. Like, if you do that properly in a relationship, you you get what I mean. But um, I just, yeah, I really want to see them together, and I hope that they work things out or whatever Joe needs to get done to have his family back. Poor thing is on the podcast crying, playing what is love. Okay, he wasn't crying, but I could feel the tears and, you know, asking what is love and all these things. I hope you guys work it out. I really hope you guys work it out because you guys make a beautiful, beautiful family. Um, but, you know, at the same time, if Joe or Sin, they really did fuck up them, bro, you guys got to do you and mall talking about pool parties and all of that. Like, come on, fam, like be more mature about it. Or maybe you're seeing it cause you're on the podcast, but I don't feel like that's what you should be telling your friend. You know what I mean? Help him work it out with his family. Um, Joe Bunnan also shared the fact that he had three more years of a deal left with, um, BH1, not necessarily loving hip hop, but like the channel and, you know, I was definitely looking forward to seeing more from him and Sin. And he was just sharing, like, talking with Mona and what might happen with that situation now and just discussing how he can hear Mona just pretty much foaming at the mouth. Nevertheless, uh, I just really, I really hope that they work it out and send goes back home we see your beautiful sage videos and sending people positive energy etc etc their son is so beautiful so adorable and just be together if it's really that bad obviously i'm not supporting toxic relationships but i'm sure it can be talked about um tier marie <laughs> i just want to give her a hug I want to give Tierra Marie a hug, especially after seeing her interview on um, The Breakfast Club. And I want to share this story because I don't know if a lot of people forgot, but I remember at a much younger age um, being downtown Toronto and being at the Much Music stage and seeing um, two young ladies be introduced to perform. The first one, first one was Tierra Marie. And the second lady introduced to perform and she sang upon the replay was Rihanna. <laughs> and I remember that being their debut performances in Toronto. And I recall Tierra Marie, it seemed as if she was the one being pushed more to the forefront. 
and more money kind of was being spent to push her as opposed to Rihanna at the time. And it's just crazy. You can watch how two things start at the same time and how they can just really end up at different points. Saying less and hoping you're understanding what I'm saying. Now, Tierra Marie, I believe she resides in L.A. And um, this whole sex tape leaking and mental health issues and the drinking and everything. Like, everyone has issues. You can hear my voice just getting tired talking about it. Everyone has issues, but I just feel like I want to hug her. I want us to continue to pray for Tierra Marie. Um, I want her to stop doing this with 50 Cent pay the lawyer fee girl or do what you gotta do and make music and I'm just praying for the best for her you can clearly see that she was rattled even though she kept saying she wasn't you can clearly see that she was rattled during this um interview and I'm just really praying for the best for her um (laughs) yeah eat fruit mind your business don't waste no time with negativity and I'm praying for her yeah, speaking of love and hip-hop, moving on to that. A uh, couple of questions. Moniz, did you really move to Atlanta for scrap? Like, girl. Because the way, I don't know if it's the editing or what, but the way they're portraying this, like, did you really move from L.A. to Atlanta to be with scrap? Because, girl, season after season, I could have told you, like, yo, that ain't it. <laughs> that is not it. Akbar tried to show you so many people. I don't know. Yo, Scrap really like <sighs> Dear Lord, eat fruit and mind your business. Um, moving on to the ranch, I really, really loved that scene, like, and the fact that, you know, everybody just had moments of vulnerability and really talking about their truths. Wow. I didn't know that um I didn't know that Sierra quote unquote cheated on BK, but I don't really count it because it seems like he's been just filth the whole time. So I didn't really believe that as well as um, like, who cares? I was very um, surprised to see that they're even still talking. But what actually made me have a moment, but I looked at BK's even more shit is when they're at the table and Sierra was discussing um like why she really fell in what she really loves about bk and i was like yo okay that makes a lot of sense but goddamn and um carly girl first of all what you're doing with mo i feel like you're being so extra right now but to each their own eating fruit minding my business but leave jock or leave jaseel and his lady alone like why are you coughing why are you doing all that now they're showing next episode like you're all like almost fighting the thing like why are you doing that like you clearly you're living your life you're doing your engage you're all of this but it's like you don't want to let him go why let that man go let him do his thing why are you talking about tricks and tips and it's fun when it's all funny yeah it's entertaining but i'm looking at this like Jock's situation looks pretty real at this lady, and you're purposely trying to fuck it up. Like, don't be a bitter bitch. Like, don't, don't do that. And I hate when people do that. Like, they see you moved on to someone else, and then they try and like come and squeeze in or say, "Oh, well, they used to do this for me. Do they do that?" Like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay. So, 
yeah, a lot of spiciness, a lot of spiciness. Um, I'm looking forward to what I see next. I haven't gotten a chance to catch up on TIA and Tiny Friends yet. So, um, yeah, can't speak about that one yet. But I am going to watch it and probably just do a double whammy next week. Anyways, what I do want to discuss is Ari Lennox's new bomb. Ari Lennox new bomb album okay shea butter baby it is so dope i'm in love with it um i do hear a lot of erica badu influence in terms of like enunciation and i'm loving it because baduism is one of my most favorite albums of all time and you just put me in such a mood and a zone and a vibe some tracks that i'm just bumping uncontrollably right now is like new apartment um pop honestly i just keep running it top to bottom top to bottom top to bottom but um new apartment does relate a lot to what's happening in my life right now so i'm in love with it but girl your voice is just so amazing continue to be blessed listen to shea butter baby appreciate all the shea butter babies out there and i am wishing everyone a wonderful wonderful week stay blessed if you have any comments, concerns, um, you want to get in contact, email me at downtownworld at gmail.com. And please continue to support us at shopdowntown.bigcartel.com. Continue to eat fruit and mind your business. Continue to not waste time with negativity. Um, you see that Tierra is somewhat trying to not waste time with negativity, even though she continues to want to be petty to 50. You see um, the Cummings family, they're wasting time with negativity when we know it could go different ways and just continue to just be positive in life and don't let these things affect you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay blessed and I'm out. Downtown. Okay.